When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're saying so, that. Uh, I mean, Steve, I mean, we didn't. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we're we're live. So yeah, go ahead. Just get it started. <laughs> go ahead. You, you got to do the intro, bro. You got to do the intro. Okay. You know, people don't like the intro anymore. They're uh, they're they're hating on it. We we need to update it, and I haven't had a chance to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, just go. <laughs> All right, no, uh, uh, no, no, no intro today. We're not doing an intro. All right, um, nah, we're just gonna go raw dog it. Okay, we're gonna... straight into it. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back. It is taped online, even though we were just on yesterday, or I dropped something yesterday. We just went on yesterday, but taped online is back. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You already know what to do with that. You know. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter as well at the Mark John NFL at BD Williams 18. Right. And also hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Now, I'm sure everybody, uh, um, you know, we're online. Um, and I don't know what, what title did you put on here. What's the title? Combine? Combine Reaction. Oh, Combine Reaction. We're doing it. Okay. All right. So, doing a uh, Combine Reaction show. Uh, you know, talk about the time, my time out there in the Combine. I, I'm actually doing like a cool little edit thing I kind of made that I'm trying to put together once I stop being lazy. But I'm, I'm going to put that together, guys. And we're going to get uh, some cool, I got, I got all. Like interviews from every day. I didn't get the safeties, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was exhausted. I tried my hardest to get to that those safeties, man. But I was like, man, how many safeties are Raiders gonna draft? <laughs> well, I watched them draft like four of them, and I just they're gonna draft like all four, right. like all four rounds. A different. <laughs> they're gonna like double. They're like trade up for two. You know what I mean? They're just just because I did that. So, um, do you think when you went to the combine? Do you think that you got any information from places that you wouldn't see on TV or on Twitter that now you feel like more informed, like going to the combine made you that much more informed? I think so. I, I think so. I'm way more informed on the draft prospects a lot, um, just from more of a personality standpoint, too. And, you know, no, getting to know some of these guys' character and talking to them and hearing them talk and hearing them answer questions and how they ha- handle things. You know, you just kind of look at them a little different because, I mean, that's a long day for them. All right. I mean, this is basically like them waking up. They wake up probably earlier than I had to wake up, which you know, I had to wake up at six every, every single day. So they probably had to wake up earlier than that. Right. They probably went to sleep like maybe eight hours before that on the dot. Right. Um, then they had to wake up, go through all those meetings and whatever. Um, and then the next day they wake up, they do bench press and all that stuff. I, I think I think the combine as an event says a lot about players character than the we talk about the measurements and all the other stuff i think the whole process is kind of like a test like yeah. how did you how do you go through this process like how are you going to work out or are you just going to skip a workout just because you know you're just going to skip it or like, what what are you doing through this process how are you handling the interviews are you waking up on time for the interviews are you late you know, you know, I, 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 when some of these guys show up late, I'm like, did they not wake up on time? Like, what are they doing? Like, oh, they're, they're getting medical uh, checkups, uh, medical checkups. Yeah. Okay, bro. You're late because of a medical checkup. Uh, so it's, it's like small things like that, that you look at from the combine. It's like, you know, I did my top 10 wide receivers, you know, uh, Glenn asked me if Traylon Burks, his combine affected my ranking with them. I was like, yeah, it did. Because <laughs> I'm like, why aren't you prepared? Like, you're faster than that. I know you are. I know you're faster than that. 
I know you jump higher than that. I've seen it. So, I mean, we, we, there's all these things about you. So you obviously came in and you could tell from his press conference, he came, he came in like he was, I'm the first wide receiver off the board. Right. And I mean, Drake London kind of did too, but Drake London had to work out. So, <laughs> you know, it, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, Berks, I, had- I love those players. I love those players yeah. who don't prepare for the combine. And they're like, yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy for him when they talk about how fast another player ran or whatever. Like, I'm happy for him, but I play ball, you know. Like, and they they're so confident in like how good they are that they're like, eh, I'm not going to a sprint coach for two months to to work on a forty. Like, I'm doing drills, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe that's the case for Traylon Burks. A little bit of arrogance. You're saying not getting prepared for the combine. We didn't see Drake London, you know, but you saw those guys interview. Um, but there's another interview that I'm interested in. You talk talking about before we move on here, Christian Watson. You know, you talk, you asked him a, a question. It, uh, I saw you posted on Twitter about his run blocking, you know, but um, I'm going to talk about that guy a little later because we are going to talk about the measurables. But while we're talking about like the intangibles, you know, that was a guy I think who had an impressive uh, response to you. Oh, yeah. I think he's a first round guy already. I think he's, I think he's there. I mean, you go, you have a great senior bowl, have a great combine. And then, you know, you, I, I already know he has a great interview. You know, that dude loves football and he wants to play football and that's all he cares about. And that's what he wants to do. And just, just him talking about blocking. Right. It was like, it was like his, his eyes lit up a little bit. I'm like, Oh man, there's something wrong with you, bro. Your wide receiver likes to, you're tight end, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I even said on the wide receiver show, like, does he get past Mike McDaniel? I don't know. I don't know if Mike McDaniel's gonna like Mike McDaniel's probably just fall in love with that guy. He's probably just having cracking jokes with him and <laughs> watching his blocks right. like eight times during their, their visit. Look, look at this block that you made. Just you know, like, is he gonna get past the Shanahan's and guys like that? Like, they're gonna love him. Like, Shami, I mean. If he falls in the second round, we're like, did the Rams get the pick? Like, he, is he going to get past Sean McVay? No way. Those dudes that love that that raw type of blocking wide receiver. And I see Josh McDaniels liking that type of dude, too. So that's why it wouldn't shock me if they took him there. You definitely fall right. in love with him. He's a senior bowl guy. Definitely really fast with the Raiders need. Really fast. I, I just worry about his hands a little bit. He's he's Will Fuller to me. I feel like he's a bigger Will Fuller. Will Fuller what about Marquez Van- Valdez Cantlin? Uh, no, he can catch better than that. Okay, okay, because you're talking about his hand, so that's the first thing. That's the first place I went because I was like, he can catch better than that. Guy who can't catch. Uh, okay. it, was just, it was just one time he just clapped. That way, be worried. Like you know, you're trying to. You, it's, 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 I see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, but he, he has he has more consistent hands, and I think that he's the type of guy you can just also you can give him a reverse, and he's 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 got great vision when he's running with the football too. Because he can run back kicks. Yeah. Kicks, yeah, the kick returner aspect, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. versatile, man. He's a, de- definitely a versatile player. But um, uh, I'm excited about him. And uh, another guy I like to interview was Elam, um, Kyrie Elam. That, that was a great interview, man, when he called himself Darrell Reeves. That was hilarious. Um, and then the best part of his interview, too, when they asked him, because, you know, they asked again. That's why I didn't want to – I got tired of Saturday because I, I didn't want to hear who everybody modeled their game after and – who was their their uh yeah. their their opponent that they went went against that gave them the toughest matchup? Okay, uh, okay. It's the same question every single day, right? For every single prospect, every single prospect answered those questions, and uh, his his answer for the best player he faced was uh, some dude from Sanford, uh, Montrell Henderson. He was like, yeah, uh, Montrell uh, Henderson from Sanford, man. Yeah, he put up like two touchdowns on us already. So I had to move inside and uh, and shut him down a little bit. But he was definitely the the, the most toughest guy I faced. And he, you know, he faced like John Mechie. And, <laughs> and he like uh, smiled after he said it. <laughs> he was literally trolling everybody. Trolling everyone. <laughs> Montrell yeah. Henderson from Sanford. I was like, I didn't think he's he like, nah. These Alabama guys, nah, they weren't that tough. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. SEC. It was nothing for me. But, but Montreal I mean, Henderson, bro, from Sanford, that, that was nice. He was real nice right there. Pop on pop on the tape from Alabama, and you'll see what he's talking about. He yeah. strapped those dudes. 
Elam is legit. I'm going to talk about him a little later on uh, when we're talking about, you know, maybe some like rankings and where people might go and, you know, just we'll, we'll dabble into that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, uh, switching, uh, flipping to, uh, you know, or st- sticking on to the defense side of the ball. Interested because you were there for the defensive line, right? Yes, it was. There's some, I think there's some really enticing talent on the defensive line, you know, Obviously, some really big names, but there might also be some second, third, even fourth round guys who also have really exciting athletic, um, you know, potential as well. Can you talk to, you know, anyone on the defensive line group stick out to you now that Russell Wilson's in the division, pass rush, got to get after these quarterbacks. It's got, you know, it's important. So any uh, defensive lineman that you think, you know, stood out to you? I mean, of course, Devontae Wyatt, which I really love. I mean, I, I'm a big Devontae Wyatt fan. Um, that's some guy that if, if, if that's the option 22 that I would love. I mean, be super excited for that. If they got him, be awesome. I mean, yeah, he, he's great interview, too. Um, he, he, great personality, right? Definitely great guy that you could tell that they, they just love football, man. Those Georgia guys are coached and well you know, put together and they, they are definitely there's a track record of them being good in the NFL too. Like, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of Georgia players, defensive players that came under Kirby Smart that came in the league that are straight up busts. You know, what I mean, or just um, right. You have a point, sir. It's okay, so yes. so I really like his potential, and I really feel like he's the cleanest of all of Georgia's defense tackles. Like Walker and Davis are the freaks. Okay. They are the freaks. Yes. Devontae White is a little bit of a freak. He ran 4'7", 307 pounds. So it's not, it's not that, that's the craziest part is right. he is like in, in a normal draft, Wyatt would be like, oh, this is a really incredible athletic, you know, profile, everything like that. But like he, it's overshadowed by like these insane teammates of his, you know, the entire, <laughs> really the entire Georgia defense is like, yeah. how? How is, yeah. how is the entire defense running four fives except for the defensive linemen who are running four eights? Get out of here with that. <laughs> see, see, and That's the thing is, is, he's actually the best football player out of all those out of those guys. He's the best football football player on the field. Yeah. Like Walker is just an athletic freak, so he beats some guys. But you know, technique wise, Walker needs a little work. He, he's got you got to coach him up a little bit. But he's an athletic freak. I mean, Jordan Davis has no technique at all. I don't know. I don't know. He just he just if he could beat you with his quickness, then he could beat you. But he's got a he's he's all you he's you have to put him together. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you have to work on him. You got to get his pad level down. How can you consistently get his pad level down where he's not standing straight up trying to do this? You know, you, it, it's he's is such a work in progress that it's it's a, it's a project. You better have some defense tackles in front of him because I don't know if he's going to be able to come in day one and just dominate because he's just not going to be able to uses a credible burst that he has and just get past people. It's going to work sometimes, but yeah, I mean, it's not going to work against, you know, some of the better offensive guards that are playing in the league. So they're going to be like, Oh, you just, you have high pad level. I'm just going to get lower than you. And then he's going to be standing straight up. That's my worry about Jordan Davis. You better have a, a damn good plan for him. I, I think that <laughs> I think Jordan Davis, like if, if Dexter Lawrence went like, what, what was it? 15, yeah, Davis is going to go before the Raiders pick. I'm pretty confident in that. Um, I think a player like that, just the profile that he has. It, well, it's literally, the, literally the best athletic profile of a defensive tackle ever. Ever. So he, he's not. Yeah. So he's not. He, literally ever. He's no. not getting to the Raiders. Uh, but what about Perion Winfrey? This is a guy that I keep on hearing his name pop up. Um, interested with his what his measure like looking at his measurables and everything. Can you talk to him about Winfrey? Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I, I'm familiar with Winfrey. I, I think Winfrey is an athletic freak too. Um, you know, on, on tape, I, I really didn't like his tape. I, I thought I thought he didn't have a lot of moves. I thought he had like one move. He just kind of like just like to run into people with his shoulder. I didn't think he had a lot of wiggle and he didn't offer a lot in the run game. So some people he was just he just so such a you know. How do I say this? Some of these guys are just athletic freaks and they're in college. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he's just wiggling past people. Some people he can just beat with his uh, speed. And then sometimes you saw at the senior bowl where he really showed out is what he was able to beat people in the one-on-ones with that speed and that power that he has, but he doesn't have a lot of moves. Kind of just uses one move to rush at you and rush at you hard with Perry on Winfrey. 
So he does have some upside, but you know, I, I got an Oklahoma source that has some, you know, said some things about him, you know, that might not work out in Las Vegas. So we'll see how they, they got to do that. They're, that's their job. It's not mine. They got to do their background on that and decide, you know, what kind of player that he is or what kind of person he is to bring him in. But Winfrey, he does have good, good upside. There's a lot of upside. upside. I don't know if I do anything with him in the first round, though. I think that's day two guy. I wouldn't touch him in the first round because he is literally all upside. I don't think his tape is that great. Um, kid from UConn. You want me to talk about? Yeah, the, the kid. Jones? The kid from UConn. Everyone's talking about the kid from UConn in the chat Tra- here. Travis Jones had a great workout too. I think he ran up four nine two. Definitely awesome player. I don't know what he weighed in at, um, but I know he's a pretty big guy. Definitely has a lot of pass rush upside. So. That's somebody you draft, though. I mean, he might get pushed in the first round, but their defense tackle. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about six four three twenty five for. You're in four nine two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about him later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he, he's he's a freak too, man. He's a freak too, and he had a great senior bowl, right? He's probably the best defense tackle at the senior bowl besides Devontae White. Devontae White, I think Devontae White and Jermaine, Jer, uh, Jermaine Johnson, I think they left early because I mean, why? <laughs> You know, uh, right. they left early and so Wyatt and Jones, Jones has great hands and great power and he's explosive and he's quick. That dude can play. That dude, Is he there at 22? See, they're just defensive tackles. Like we did this last year with Morag, remember? Like we have Morag should have went, right? And he's ended up right there and the Raiders had to trade up for him. Like he was falling because he's a safety. You know what I mean? Like, but DT DTs are more valuable than safeties, though. You think so? I mean, look at Christian Barmore last year, right? And he had forty-eight pressures this year. So I mean, everybody kind of missed on him a little bit, right? So uh, I don't know if Travis Jones goes first round. I think they're going to push up some of these wide receivers. I think some of these wide receivers are going to get pushed up because we just love offense. We love offense. We're such an offensive-centric league now. Defense is a little bit of an afterthought. So that's why. You know, on I was t- texting you about on Saturday how nobody was there for the best group of players in the draft to watch the DBs. Like the DBs are the best players in this draft, and nobody was there. So that kind of tells you where this league at is at. But the wide receivers and quarterbacks was packed, like it was everywhere, right? Everywhere, right? So um, it's interesting to see how this league looks at defensive players, it's going to push up some of these wide receivers. I know they are. There's some of these wide receivers that you don't even think are going to go first round or go earlier than you think are because we're all, this, it's an offensive central league and everybody feels like they got to get a wide receiver. They got to get a quarterback. That's the, their, the thought process right now. So, and everybody's desperate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think some of these defensive players are going to fall further than we think, man. And they always do. So, Hey, sign sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. Um, anything else that you wanted to discuss about your visit to the combine before um, you know we just talk about you know this is one of the fastest combines ever. Yeah. There's some brilliant you know anything other than that, that you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, I, I think there's a chance that like a wide receiver could fall to them too. I mean, I'm talking about pushing up wide receivers, but oh yeah, we're, we're gonna get into the uh, we're gonna get into the who's gonna be left. Okay. We'll do, okay. For we'll sure. All right, um, okay. 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 So yeah, uh, let's 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 just transition. Uh, well, before we transition, about that? <laughs> quarter, quarterback. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I think we all know that. Yeah. And, and Desmond uh, so Ritter. Yeah. Desmond Ritter probably the only. He's going to be the first one taken. I'm calling my shot. Desmond Ritter, Ritter. First one quarterback taken. Remember this, guys. It's calling my shot. I might be wrong. I'm all right. Marcus says it. it. Calling my shot. He looked good out there. He looked good out there. He's a good leader, dude, I think, too. Bro, man, he's a, his interview was was incredible. <laughs> just for me, I just talking to him. That dude was like, he had, he went me had. I was ready to put on pads a little bit. So <laughs> okay, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine a, a quarterback coach or something. Or like a yeah, he's a leader. <laughs> he's a leader. Look, that, that's what you need. That's what you need. We see that each and every year. Okay. Look, 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 look. Okay. I'll say, I'll say this. Okay. Look at Carson Wentz. Okay. He's on his like how many different teams and how many different years. Okay. But when he was coming out, it was like this guy's six, four. 
220, 230, runs a 4.6 or 4.5 or something like that. Rocket arm, like the talent level was out of the out of this world, right? Fantastic athlete, okay? Mm-hmm. Great talent level. And then when you look at someone like Dak Prescott, who's shorter, slower, not as big an arm, right? Mm-hmm. But what did Dak Prescott have that you can't you can't measure at the combine? Right, like you're talking about all the intangible stuff. The meat, the, you know, what you find out about this per this personality, right? Yeah. And not not saying that there's something wrong with um, Carson Wentz, but it, it it's not a, an insult to say someone's not the same leader as a you know someone like Dak Prescott, who everyone's like, wow, this guy's intangibles, you know, through the roof. He took over for Tony Romo, didn't blink, all that stuff, right? He, he hasn't flinched. Okay, so you look at those guys. One was a much better prospect coming out. One was a fifth-round pick, but he had the intangibles. Russell Wilson's another guy with the intangibles, right? So that's mm-hmm. what you want for a quarterback. You know, all, all the, the big, fast, tall guy who can throw really far and all that stuff like that, that doesn't always pan out. Yeah, but he's big and fast, too. But he's big and fast. So, right. <laughs> so he's got all those. As I say, he's big and fast, ran a pro offense, and he's just – and, you know, he went to Cincinnati, and they automatically started winning, and he just has like he, – he has – a leader charisma that you just feel like it's weird. It's hard to explain. Yeah. He wasn't even trying to be funny. Sometimes he's being dead serious. And, and I just think it's hilarious. He, he says he, he wants to be Ryan Tannehill because he manages the game and wins. <laughs> it's like, that. okay, it's like, it's just, I guess he wasn't watching football last year. You know <laughs> he wasn't, but it's just, <laughs> it's, and like somebody yeah. kept asking, like, you really want to, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like double down. He was like super. He, and he was like shocked. The guy was like, Questioning that he wanted to be like Ryan Tannehill, he's like, "Dog, I want right. I want to manage the game because I want my team to win. Like, I'm not trying to." He's like, well, what he's saying is, "I love, I love every second to play with." He wants to play with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. That's what he's trying to say, right? Um, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Action. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter. Okay, so I I'm 100 on board, Marcus. He's talking about the intangibles. That's so much more important than the times. The, the measurables, everything like that, right? I'm 100% with you. Yeah. But there's a reason why we why we do the combine, right? We want to see how these guys stack up, okay? Yeah. And so some of these athletic testing, some of the measurables, the point is to see how they stack up over the ages, over all time, right? Like that's why these guys take this, uh, take down this data. And people were saying this is the fastest combine ever, the most sub 4-4s that they've ever seen, right? The most uh, four threes I've ever seen, the most four twos I've ever seen, all this stuff, right? Fastest combat ever. So I, I dug into it, okay? Um, but there was a couple things that I was interested in because I was noticing tall guys were running really fast, right? And usually short guys run fast in the 40, okay? But we were seeing some tall guys running really fast, okay? So I dug into it, okay? And in the entire history of the combine, before this year, only 10 players who were six foot four or taller broke sub four fours okay run a sub four four forty six foot four taller and now we have an additional three just this year Tariq Wollin, Amari Barno, Christian Watson. We already talked about Christian Watson. Um I think Christian Watson could sneak into the first round according to you know what you've been saying. Maybe one of these other guys who knows I haven't really gotten into their tape yet. I haven't heard too much about them. I'm guessing that they're gonna be like a mid round kind of player Wollin and Barno. Uh but when I do you know crank that film out I'll figure out, you know, what, what I think about those guys. So three incredible, like you see the guys that are on this list, Calvin Johnson's on this list, you know, Jason Owe was a beast, you know, this last year, Isaiah Simmons, right. Some, some, uh, some interesting uh, athletic profiles on this list. And we got three entering the NFL and there's another, you know, another thing I want to talk about. This is, this is a list of the 10 fastest forties in combine history for a player who weighed 315 pounds or more, okay? Half of the list happened this year, this weekend. The half of the list, five of the 10 happened this weekend. Before this, only five players had ever run 492 or faster at 315 pounds, and now another five just this weekend. Okay, so everyone was talking about Jordan Davis, rightly so. This is a freak athletic profile, 6'6", 340 run, running that time. Never been seen before. Literally, it's like him and Calvin Johnson are like two freakiest athletes that they've ever measured, okay? Uh, But you were talking about this guy, uh, Travis Jones, right? If not for 
Jordan Davis, we'd be probably talking about Travis Jones because that is an incredible combine that he had as well. Yeah. And then uh, Penning, Lucas, and then this guard named Paul. I haven't heard about this guard named Paul, but um, so there you go. So, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. We want to know about the intangibles, especially coming to Vegas. We saw what happened with Ruggs. We saw what was happening with, you know, some of the, some of the young players running into some problems in Vegas, right? You want to get the guys who have incredible character. The intangibles are there, right? But for me as a fan, I also want to see this team get one of those freaks that we just saw, okay? Just one. It doesn't have to be the entire draft strategy. Like, we don't got to go all the way back to Al Davis, but get one of the, one of those guys that I highlighted, okay, that ran a freaky time. Let's see what they could do. Draft them accordingly to their slot. You know, and, and let's see what they could do in a Raiders uniform. That's just that's just my pitch. I, I know the, the more that I look at it, uh, I mean, uh, Jarvis Jones might not get out the first round if he had that. The more they look at the num- those numbers, those athletic numbers, he definitely <laughs> that's definitely first round defensive tackle. He has he, yes. does, he has the tape to match it, and then he had a great Senior Bowl, and then he has freakish uh, athleticism. I, yeah, that's definitely a first round defensive tackle. So, you, I mean, that's definitely something the Raiders should look at at twenty two. Okay. Now, now that okay. And I think about that because okay. I mean, he, he dominated against Clemson. I don't. I mean, they couldn't block him, and those are supposed to be the premier ACC players. And he's from his little UConn. He's out there just kicking their butts, right? And then he goes to the Senior Bowl and starts kicking their butts too. So it makes sense to me that dude move. I, I, it's odd to see somebody that big like him move that quick too. And you know, see Jordan Davis. Yeah. He's talked about, but Travis Jones has Similar. the technique. Okay, he has technique. He's not as athletic, but it's close with the technique, right? Because he, he'll 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 he keeps his pads low, has great hands. I mean, I really really love his tape, man. That's why he's able to dominate the Super Bowl like that because his his technique is is fantastic. I don't know who that coach is at UConn. I don't know who the D line coach is, but he's probably not there anymore. I bet. <laughs> I bet he got promoted because that dude is nice. <laughs> whoever whoever coached up Travis Jones, yeah, because they they got the most out of that athleticism. Because I'm because yeah, Jordan Davis is the freak of the defense tackle group, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, Travis Jones and Devontae White are more ready to play. Like if you brought those guys in, you probably get more impact from those two than you would from, from Jordan Davis. So like, it's, what do you do? Do you, do you bet on the upside? You you better have. I don't know. Are you, are you hire? I don't know who who do you hire to maximize Jordan Davis? Like it has to be. I mean, how does everybody well, else? You, at Jordan, you got to get like you know. Yeah, know. you got to get Calais Campbell. It's a pad level. You got to get Calais Campbell to work with them. You know, another guy who's freaky tall. Because really, like you look at Aaron Donald. What is Aaron Donald? Five eleven, six one. Yeah. Okay, the pad level is there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's already built in, right? Mm-hmm. For guys who are like six foot six, like guards are six foot three in the NFL. Yeah. You know, it's a struggle to get your pads underneath those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so yeah, like again, great combine, great athletic profile. Can he play football now? Like, can he play in the NFL? I'm sure he can. I'm not saying he can't, but yeah, you're like to your point. There's other things that we got to figure out about him. It's not just, you know, how fast he runs and everything. Exactly. But all of these exactly. guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a good – because you're talking about maybe, you know, the UConn defensive tackle being there. Let's go through the list, okay? We kind of did this right before we rolled in. Mm-hmm. But let's go through the list. Who do we think is for sure gone, okay, for sure gone by the time the Raiders get to 22? And then we can, you know, maybe try to discuss who's left over. Okay. Okay. So we both agreed the defensive ends, Thibodeau, Thibodeau and Hutchinson. Okay. Gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Hamilton's definitely going to be gone. Yeah. Sauce Gardner is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the tackles, Aquanu, Neil. I say Penning. I'm hearing a lot of people. Zerline, um, uh, Nagy, senior bowl guy, uh, yeah. Duke, uh, Duke Mannyweather. They're all saying Penning's gone. Yeah. Um, not gonna, you know, get to the twenties. Um I know I love yeah. that team. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um so Pen so Penny's gone. So what what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, 
said that seven players so far. Who else? We gotta get some wide receivers that need to be gone. A couple quarterbacks need to be See, gone I, as well. I, 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 I'm not gonna say where any wide receivers are locked to not be there at 22. I'm not gonna say it. I can't. I am not. I'm not gonna go there because I because London's hurt and because uh, Burks had a bad combine. Yep. And then I don't know what they think of Garrett Wilson and Olave. I, okay. I, I, I think I. What about Garrett Wilson? Is Garrett Wilson a lock to go before twenty? Though no, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's it's gonna be a weird draft, man. It's hard to predict what he's good. Huh? You like you like Ritter going, right? I I think Ritter goes higher than people think. Yes, I think he goes really high. Well, I mean, we got to get a quarterback out of here. We we know at least one or two quarterbacks at like minimum I, are gonna go. I, I think he's the first one. I don't know who's going to do it. Uh, I, don't, I, I mean, it, I don't, it's not going to be the Lions. I know that because they're not they're not that dumb. They're not going to pass up on whoever whoever's going to be. Don't don't be dumb. But uh, um, somebody's going to take him. Like I still I still don't rule out the Commanders, and I still don't rule, rule them out. Not Tanner Ritter. Do not rule it out. I mean, you you basically got his hits. <laughs> Carson Wentz is my cop for Desmond Ritter, basically. So I mean, he can learn from learn how to play quarterback from his uh, his cop. Um, okay, we got some guards. Here we go. Thank you for the help, EC Linderbaum. He's gone. I don't know. I mean, he had really short arms. I don't know. Well, how short? Weird. Like twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yes. Oh, see, I don't know then. Sorry, AEC. Hey, hey, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, EC. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're I saying. Know they're like really short, like like short, short. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I have longer arms than that. I mean, and, and <laughs> so, it's, it's, the thing is, see, so yeah. when I say that, people will be like, "Well, you're not saying he's gonna be a, uh, uh, not a good player. He probably he's probably still gonna be a stud. I'm, he, yeah, obviously, he's an Iowa offensive line. He's gonna be a stud. It's just value type of thing. Like somebody gonna take him. Not only 20, that, maybe, maybe. Get, and here's another reason. Okay. But if he's there at 22, man, ooh, man, who run the card up? Somebody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like that. But, here, but here's the thing. Something, someone pointed this out too. This is just a yeah. real quick aside for, for Linderbaum yeah. in terms of his draft value. Okay. Yeah. Um, The way I guess, uh, you know, I was reading this article when players get tagged, whether it's a franchise tag or restricted rights or whatever it is, right? Tag. Mm. Okay. And then they're going to, that means that they're, they're going to get paid. Uh, on like whatever scale for that year, okay, and guards get lumped together with tackles, okay. So the ta- if you tag a guard, like at yeah. the end of his four, like you draft a guard in the first round, mm-hmm. and then you want to go ahead and tag him to have that option or whatever, you have to pay him like a tackle. Yeah. So is it worth it, right? So that's why a lot of people are saying there's no reason to draft a guard in the first round. Okay. Same thing goes for an off-ball linebacker because Von Miller and Khalil Mack are technically, and TJ Watt are technically linebackers. Okay. <laughs> now all linebackers who are first-round mm-hmm. picks, if you get yeah. that, pick up that uh, fifth-year option or whatever, they're getting paid like an edge rusher. So it, it doesn't make sense to draft the linebacker in the first round. It doesn't make sense to draft the guard in the first round, right? Uh, from that standpoint. But yeah, if you get a guy like, you know, um, who's the uh, who's the Colts guy? Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Yeah. You get a guy like Quentin Nelson in the first round. Okay, this is going to be like an all-pro first day in the NFL. Are we saying Linderbaum is that good? He can't be that good of a prospect because his arms are short. Sorry. <laughs> it's just true. But like, that's part still- of it. Like you have to be a bit, you have to be as like as big as you could possibly get. You want to you have to be as a prototype by type big to be like, okay, slam dunk, you know, like you can't say that if the guy has a short, short arms or this or that, right? You can't say that. And that's my thing with short quarterbacks. People get mad at me about that. And I say it like you're not taking a six, one defensive end anywhere in the first round. So why should we take a six foot quarterback? <laughs> there you go. Like, sorry, bro. Like you just, you don't, you don't hit the, I'm sorry. You just, you don't, you can't ride this ride unless you're just awesome. Unless you're Bryce young, unless you're Bryce young. And I I'm, I'm watching you find your lanes and, and be Mr. <laughs> and know that you're short, <laughs> have some self-awareness. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear it. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> I think like that's eight. So that's eight people that we've been able to single out. Uh, we didn't get to a consensus on Linderbaum. It seems. Uh, anyone else popping up at you? Sanders. 
my uh, Jay Sanders, uh, Ojabo. Those guys look Ojabo, like first Ojabo. Round. Ojabo. Miyagi okay. Sanders ran a four seven, and he's two hundred something pounds. He lost eighty. He's like oh, he lost. He was like two hundred twenty five no pounds, and he ran a four oh, seven. Okay. So, no, yeah, it's over for him. Ojabo. It's like day day two, late day two. Yeah, that hurt him. That sucks. Bad. Um, uh, yeah, anyone else? Cross. Someone said uh, Cross. We we said we we discussed that pre-show, and we said we can't we can't rule him out for twenty-two. There's just a chance that he's still there. Uh, um, okay, okay. We got some Ortiz. I would say Trayvon Walker. I think he's there's no there's no way Georgia no way. athlete freak he's yeah. not getting the point. Um, yeah, he's two seventy five four one. What are you like? Oh yeah, Carloftis. Ah, Carloftis. He's an interesting one. He I think he what was his I, he had a good vertical. I don't know what his what was his. Uh, it's like a thirty. It's like a thirty eight inch vert or something like yeah. that. Okay, because yeah. the comp the comp is Cleveland Furl. That's what everyone's saying. I don't All like right? that. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so, like but him. you can you but you can't say the comps Cleveland for all. He tested way better than Cleveland. Yeah, he's, he's vertical leap. Now, Mike, my, my this is gonna sound crazy, guys. Don't get don't wild out on me. Okay, I'm gonna come up with this comp because I liked that he thought this comp too. But he does remind me of his speed power reminds me of Cleveland Mac. It does. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it really does. His speed Whoa. power is pretty incredible. And a lot. That vertical leap. That vertical leap. You can see the explosiveness. Out of, like his speed to power is pretty nuts, and he, okay. he even said that he's like I model my game after Cleo Mack, and I, I I thought back to the tape that I watched. I was like, you're, I was like, what are you talking? Like, well, actually, <laughs> like he kind of got me with that, but it, like it's just like uh, it's, it's hard. So, to so, he, so he has a hump move. So yeah, he has a hump move. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's pretty nasty, bro. He's his speed to power. He just he doesn't do anything else. I mean, <laughs> he just that's all that's all he does. It, it's it's it, uh, it's 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 powerful. He's a powerful dude. That's a, that's a, he can move you. He can move anybody, I, I believe. But if, if you can't do anything else, man, I mean, as I'm saying, you guys play these tackles and you have one move. I'm just going to. OK, <laughs> here comes Mr. Speed Rush. Like you, you got to do something else. And that's how these guys can become great. So, yeah, you got great speed to power. But you, you, you know, what else are you gonna do at this point? So that's my thing with Carl Aftis. But yeah, that's so, his speed of power is nuts. You you, you just have to 20, watch. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Is it what is he gone? I, I, it sounds like he's gonna no, still be in play. No, he's not. He, he'll still be a player twenty two. Okay, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven for sure. Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Hamilton, Sauce Gardner, Aquanu, Neil, Penning, Ritter. Ojabo, Trayvon Walker, and Jordan Davis. That's that's all I have for sure gone. Okay. I think so. I, I agree with that. Okay. Um, and so then that leaves wide receivers, right? We talked we talked about, you know, any of these guys could potentially be in play. What do you think about Drake London? I heard you telling me some good things about Drake London. I, 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 he's been worried about one. So I forget. There's, ah, man. See, that's what I'm saying. 22 is crazy. It's going to be wild track, bro. I don't know what these players are. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a pipe dream, Drake London being there at, at 22. You think so? Be maybe, awesome. maybe. Because he, he's, 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 he's too big. He's working out April 5th. He is going to work out April 5th. If, so. he, if he was six, if he was six two, six three, they play and played like that. Okay. Yeah. But he's six um, five and plays like that. So uh, I'll let BD talk about Stingley a little bit. I see Stingley in the chat. Um, so I like you no. Know, you tell you talk about Stingley. I like Stingley. I t- I, uh, I said I never, that first. I I never said that Stingley <laughs> isn't good. I'm saying that the buzz yeah. is okay. even leaving the combine. The buzz is Stingley is going to fall to around that range. Okay, so there is a chance that he could be a Raider. There's a chance. It's there. so. Again, again, I I was like, if Sauce is on here, Stingley's got to be on here. Marcus said no. You see, he's he's at the combine. He, he's the ears on the ground here. I got to trust. Got to trust him, man. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I uh, that that was somewhere that I leaned. Okay, so so if we're talking about wide receivers, you know, I hate it when something like this happens because if we're talking about wide receivers and two wide receivers go, and we're getting the third best or the fourth best wide receiver. 
I hate when stuff like that happens. We're getting the fourth best corner or something. Um, I'm a little worried about, you know, picking at that point in the draft, tackle corners, uh, wide receiver. And you're because I always feel like at that point, there's already been three or four taken in front of you. And now you're kind of getting whatever left over. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried there. There might be like a guy who can be dominant sitting right there at a, maybe a little less valuable position. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I already said I don't like linebacker in the first. But Devin Lloyd, come on, that's a really good prospect yeah. um, um, right there. I don't. I mean, I, I need to watch him more. I, I just have, you know, skimmed over his film over this last couple of years. But he's, he's a guy that's been super impressive to me. Um, Kyrie Elam, obviously, honestly. If you're saying that he's going to be gone or that he's not going to be gone, he might be in play at 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we got to go Kyrie Elam, honestly. Like, I, I so he's my third corner right now. Stingley's and Gardner are my twos. Mm-hmm. I'm one and two. But Elam's close for sure. The, those three guys are my top three, and they're all dominant. Like, I all see them. Like, there's a clear path to being, like, really good in the NFL. So if you're saying Elam is going to be there, there's a chance that he's going to be there at 22. Uh, this not only that, but like he came to the combine. Not only does he have great film, okay, he has great film. He's he's strapping these guys at, at Alabama. It's like contest. He's contesting catches. He's raking the catch point. Like it, it's not like he just didn't get tried. Like they were trying him, right? Yeah. And he was not. Yeah, and he was he was holding his own in there. Super competitive, super feisty. And then when he comes to the combine, he's legit six one over six one six one and a half. He runs four fours. It's like, okay, this is the prototype. This is perfect. We, we don't got question marks about any anything here. So for me, I'm seeing a guy that I think is going to be gone by 22 when I'm watching this film because these top three corners that I'm talking about right now, they're all better than like – even like go back to like the Jeffrey Okuda, Damon Arnett draft. These guys are better than those corners, all of them. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I see – Elam going before 22, just, just my opinion. But if you're saying that he's there, I got to say like that, that would be an incredible pick. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, now that I think, I don't know if Elam's going to be there. Um, you know, but you know, a lot of people do like Booth better than him. That's one guy that, you know, one player. Booth, that they Booth like. is four. Booth is yeah. four for me. Some, some people like Booth better than him. Um, you know, so, so somebody might like some of these, uh, corners behind him um you know it's just every time i see daniel jeremiah lower on somebody like i just worry about like if how how high they're gonna go because he he wasn't that high on elon at first maybe he's moved up a a little bit on him but um you know that's why like you know you go to draft twitter nobody could believe that charles cross would be there 22 but you go to the nfl side they're like oh charles cross is gonna be there 22 so it's 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 that kind of look of who do you trust? Yeah, the film will tell you that that guy probably should go early because he's a top corner, right? But he, he just doesn't have uh, that buzz around his name a lot right now. I mean, that Sauce Gardner has, or that um, even Stingley has a little bit, or you know Andrew Booth has a lot of buzz around his name, and then you you get to Elam, and it's like yeah, okay, he shut down all those guys, but. You know, I, I might like Sauce Gardner because he played in Cincinnati or whatever. You know, it's 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 interesting how they they look at some of these corners. But <laughs> Elon just cracked me up. His his whole press card was cracked me up because he he talked about the the, the Alabama game, pissed him off because he thought they threw him at him too much. He thought it was disrespectful that somebody would yeah. actually disrespect yeah. him. Throw them no, they were yeah. like. It was like they thought he was much. their worst player. Did he change his number right before the game or something like that? He must have got something mixed up. There was a typo in the scouting report. They were like, "We're gonna pick on this number," but it was the wrong, you know. I, I could feel. I could feel like he really did feel disrespected by that. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was disrespectful. Of it. And uh, so, so I, I play, that's why I played my best game that game because I thought it was just like, "Are you are you throwing at me this much? <laughs> do, you, do you not watch the film?" <laughs> it's basically. So that's why I like him, man. If 22, man, that, that dude's a dog. That dude is – he's not going to back down from nobody. Tariq Hill, he's going to – coach, can I go guard him? He's going to want to guard, go guard Tariq Hill day one. Yeah. No, no, no. no <laughs> right? Incredibly, incredibly feisty, incredibly competitive. Yeah, like um, that – like 
popping pop, pop the tape on those three guys, it's like this is a first-round corner. You know, um, yeah, Booth, I also liked, you know, what, why you brought him up. I like Andrew Booth. I think he's got fantastic footwork. I just don't see him, like, is was he dominant? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, these other guys are dominant. You know, like Booth is really good. He's a technician. I don't know if he's at like quite the same athletic profile. He's like a little smaller, not quite as explosive, right? But coming in already with advanced technique, I, he's going to play early. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know if he's going to be like an all pro, you know, whereas like I could see those other guys being all pros. So that's yeah. why I have them slightly ranked higher. But yeah, like Andrew Booth, I like him a lot. He's a better corner coming out than Trayvon Mullen was. Definitely a first round corner. Uh, great feet, everything. So there, I, there's, there's. I mean, right now I'm seeing four first round corners. You know, I haven't seen them all yet, but you know, I, I'm going to get into McCreary. He's pretty small. There's probably no way he's okay. going in the first round, but I'm hearing, you know, good things about McCreary, so I want to watch him too. And then the Woolen kid who was six four and ran a four two. It's like unheard of, you know. Um, but like literally, like, like they have the miles per hour. That I did a Twitter post. They have the miles per hour on him. Okay, and they're like, oh, he reached the top speed of whatever, whatever. And the top speed was right at 40. So he was gaining speed the entire time. And elite athletes can actually continue to gain speed to like up to like 60, uh, 60 meters or so, like an Olympic athlete, right? Like, yeah. I'm not like, sorry, not an elite athlete, an Olympic athlete, okay, could do that. And this guy was like gaining speed. He's like getting 25 miles per hour. And for, like, hold on. Uh, Tyson Gay runs 26 miles per hour. Like this guy's like almost an Olympic sprinter. Are you kidding me? So, uh, and at six, four. So that Wollen kid, super interested in him. You were saying he was getting beat at the senior bowl. I bet he's probably raw. He's probably raw. Like I said, fourth round, baby. Let's, let's get him on the team. Okay. (laughs) He'll play in the NFL until he's 40. Okay. Like when he loses a step, he's still running four fours. You realize that at 33, yeah, yeah. when he loses a step, he's running four five <laughs> at six four. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I ranted about I ranted about Woolen. Um, um, okay, there's a couple other guys here. Okay, what if we go tackle or guard offensive line? Do you do you see that going? You already talked about Linderbaum. Is Cross an option for you? Is that an option for the Raiders in the first round? What do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think I think it's an option for them in the first round. The, the weird thing about leaving the combine and a lot of the buzz around the combine is the Raiders have are they're not connected to any offensive lineman. They're not anything. I mean, they're not really. There's, there was no really no formal interviews with offensive linemen. There was no. Hmm. There there there's offensive linemen available. They're not like Ryan Jensen and a lot of these big guards are available. The Raiders aren't connected to any of them, right? And I'm telling you, I mean, the the at the combine is where all the guy, where every source for the free agency comes from. They all go to the same restaurant that they wouldn't let me in. I'm still pissed. I'm getting in there next year. I don't care. I'm getting in there. I made a reservation. They canceled it on me. I'm still mad about this. I got like I was about to get in. Really about to get in, man. About to get in, right? Wait, this is the steakhouse, St. Elmo's, or whatever. Prime 47 is a steakhouse. So okay, you gotta get okay. in the JW Marriott lobby bar, which I didn't know about. Nobody told me about this. That's just what happens. You know, you don't know anything. But I know for next year, I'm getting that lobby bar, bro. I'm, I'm coming back. Right. We, have, we have some sources here, guys. We're, we're you know who the Raiders are drafting before the Raiders do before anybody else. Let me get them sources. Right. Uh uh, but and then okay. the prime 47 bar. Which they didn't let me in, which I, I made a reservation and it just just magically canceled. I don't know why. I'm still I still blame Jerry Jones. I just I don't know why I want to blame Jerry Jones, but I feel like <laughs> thing canceled. He had to get his he had to get in there. Okay. I, I, it's, I, I, I'm really bothered by that man. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, you know the buzz of the combine is that you know, the Raiders have no connection to any offensive linemen. I said that I, I said that to to you know on Twitter a little bit. People were like, "Well, it doesn't mean anything." Well, I, I think it kind of does. <laughs> you figure like, you know, Ryan Jensen is a is a is a big player, right? I mean, if the Raiders were looking for offensive linemen, you figure that some people would say they're connected to some of these players. Um, so, offensive line, I think they will probably add somebody at some point in the draft. Um, you know, I still have to do more more research. Uh, these office alignment. I mean, I watched like all the senior bowl guys, but there's a lot of different players that were there um, that, you know, could be intriguing for them. Like even the guy you posted, Abraham Lucas, 
And, you know, those guys, you know, from Washington State, the, the, I mean, those are intriguing players that they could look at inside. I, you know, I like the um, the center from Memphis, Dylan Parent. Um, I forgot his name. I was about to say the dude from the 6'9 guy, but he's not him. But I think his name is Dylan Parham, too, but it's not Don. Parham, no, Don, Donald Parham is the tight end. Dylan Parham is the, the center from Memphis. Oh, okay. Parham. Got it. He has good tape, too. Um, but, I mean, this hasn't been connected to any offensive lineman. And, you know, people don't want to hear this about – the offensive line the Raiders have, but they're young, right? They're young. Um, you know, why the draft? One. Why draft a rookie guard? You already have Simpson. He's a project for you. You already drafted one. There he is. Yeah. Why draft? Why draft another offensive lineman? You already drafted a first round offensive lineman last year. Work and, with it. And and the, the, the we forget they have Denzel Good. Denzel Good is just chilling. Everybody forget okay. what he right? He got hurt a long time ago. It wasn't like he got hurt. Like, um, he got hurt early on. Early. Early. Yeah. So he's going to be ready for camp. Denzel Good's coming back. Um, you know, they, they could they could find a right tackle. They just, just go get Morgan Moses. I'm just, boom, bam. Solid. Right, right tackle. Teams uh, find a right tackle every year. I know. Every we, year. We just had Tom Cable just throwing Brendan Parker out there. No, go get – just go get Morgan Moses. He'd yeah. come in. He'd be, he'd be solid. Will he get beat? Yes. Will he get beat every week? No. That's what the kind of right tackle you want right there. Yeah. He's a run blocker, fill in. And then, they're, you know, they, they might even play, make Good and Simpson battle out again. That's probably what's going to happen. They're probably going to make Good and Simpson battle it out. Yeah. Right. And figure out what happens. And we and they asked they asked McDaniels, what does he do with Leatherwood? And his answer was funny. He was like, well, first I'm going to fix his technique. And then I'll figure out where he's going to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a great answer. People didn't like that. People were like, well, what, what does that mean? What do you mean? He's like, basically that he sucks right now. And we, we, need, to make sure, we need to make sure that he can yeah. block somebody first before we decide. <laughs> I love that answer. That's <laughs> like, can we make sure he can block somebody first before we decide where he can? That's hilarious. Because basically what he said. He's like, well, he, he can't block anybody right now. So how about <laughs> he can't? His hands are terrible and. He's all over the place. So how about we make sure he could block first and then we figure out where we want to put him. And um, I still think he stays inside, though. I, I don't think he'd be moving back inside. That would be yeah. smart. So they'll no. probably just bring in somebody so. that is can play right tackle and, you know, play, play it decent. And if they want to draft somebody, it'd be for depth. I think they'll, they'll and do. And then when it's time to pick up Simpson's fifth-year option, even if he's playing good, they won't because they're going to have to pay him like a tackle. <laughs> Well, well, yeah. Well, he, well, he's a fourth round pick anyway, so it'd be fine. Yeah. No, and, I'm sorry, and, not Simpson. Leatherwood. That's what I meant. Le- Leatherwood. Uh, and, and, yeah. and even you know, even with you know, Simpson gets a lot of crap because the PFF grades. I still think he played a little better than people think too. I don't think he was terrible. I think he got his ass kicked by really good guys. Really good guys kicked his ass. I'm not. Gonna, I mean, there's no really question around it. Cam Haywards, the 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 yeah. Chris Joneses, the other they kicked his ass, and that's what he right. has to worry. That's what he used to figure out. But a little average dude, a little average defense tackle and get past him. <laughs> Even with his terrible technique, no average defense tackle is getting past him in run blocking or anything. The superstars are kick his ass. And that's what he has to figure out. Like, how do I stop these superstars from just running over me every every play? It just tossing me like a I'm 330 pounds. Why are superstars tossing me around? He has to figure right. that out. And I think if he can figure that out, he could take the next step. But um, and Leatherwood can get coached up. Andre James, I mean, I guess he's all right. I mean, I don't know what their plan is with that. So. He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. It's safe to assume we're going to see some new faces, but according to Marcus at the combine, not hearing any whispers about adding a rookie. We'll see about that. That's interesting. Um, Okay. So, one last question before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, Wide receiver. I think think it's an option. I think it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. You know, I think defensive end is uh, also a huge need. But if you look outside of those three guys that we named that for sure are going, Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if Karloftis is there, if you like that guy, he seems to me like, yeah, maybe that fits. Maybe that fits. Um, I need to watch him more to know for sure if that's like a, a good scheme fit for Graham. Um, but that's not like a speed rusher or anything. Correct me if I'm wrong. Karloftis? Karloftis is not a speed rusher. No, he's a power rusher. No. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it makes more sense. I'm just looking at this list. We know Hutchinson's gone. We know uh, Thibodeau's gone. Carlotta's power rusher, Davis, Ojabo, speed rusher. But 
probably going to be gone most likely, right? And then the guys I'm hearing after this, Drake Jackson from USC, Enigvare, um, uh, Jermaine Johnson, are any of those guys – like none of those guys are fresh around options at 22, right? No. Okay, so then wide receiver. Between the two, the two Ohio State wide receivers, if it comes down to those guys, which is your preference and why? Uh, Gary Wilson. Uh, I take Garrett Wilson because I feel like Garrett Wilson has a uh, um, upside to be a dominant number one player. Like he yeah. has upside to be dominant number one. There's flashes of dominance on the field. Olave just like he just looks like he's good. Olave yeah. reminds me of Golden Tate. You know, um, I know I don't know how fast Golden Tate ran, but you know Golden Tate used to run past people. Golden Tate still ran past people. I don't know. I know. Maybe Golden, maybe Golden so, Tate had forty training. Yeah. <laughs> My, my, my boy in my boy in college in college he went and he got a uh, he, he got a free agent contract out of college to go play with the Seattle Seahawks yeah and when we saw him he was talking about how he was going up against Golden Tate in practice and he's like Golden Tate is the smallest slowest wide receiver out there and he's just so good like he just beats everyone yeah. he's like he's like he's five ten and he can't jump. And the guy's just killing me out there. So, yeah. Um, goes to show you all that combine stuff. You could throw it out the window, right? Exactly. Um, but, okay, so Garrett Wilson, you like him. You think he's a dominant. Okay, so what is he doing that's dominant? I haven't watched Garrett Wilson. I really haven't. I I, I mean, other than, you know, obviously I watched Ohio State games this year, but I haven't, like, yeah. cut his tape on. He, to, like, what is he dominant at? He's a crossover route runner. So, I mean, if you, especially if it's off coverage. Off coverage, you're done. There's really – nobody's guarding him off coverage. I, I don't I don't care who you are off coverage. You're getting done up by Wilson. he's, he's dynamic and off coverage. Um, he reminds me of Odell Beckham, the way he gets in and out of breaks and verse off. Now I know some people try to say Olave does it better. I don't know. I, I, I show it to me. I don't get it, but uh, he's just so quick in and out of his breaks. Um, he just, just can, he, he hits people's blind spots and you know breaks out his um you know does he just he's a crossover route runner so he's gonna cross you bro i mean it's you're getting crossed you're getting done up press coverage though right against press it just it changes a little bit right okay. he's just not the same guy so so he has to work on his release and it, it's kind of funny you know brian hartline's kind of you know revved up as this great wide receivers coach but olave and him have false steps so they get so as soon as they come off the release, boom, it's right in your chest. It gets like Michigan yeah. or Penn State, they're right in their chest, right? And then they play, they go play a, a, a different team, and um, boom, it's right in his chest, right? Because uh, they have a little bit of false steps. They, they got to work, he gotta, he's got to fix his release to match his route running ability. His release does not match his route running ability. And that's his issue. And he has a lot of concentration jobs, but um, he, He's really fast. He's fast. He there's times where he, he looks like a monster trying to, to leap over people, making catches. He can make contested catches at times. Um, it's it's all his he's upside type of guy. Like he's just not a finished product, basically at this yeah. point. Um, but you're do you worried. believe in the whole weight thing too? Do you, do you believe, believe in the whole weight thing? Not really. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because Smith, Smitty had a good year last year, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, not anymore. I, I, I think it's more about how strong you are and he does he's not very strong so and either is olave those guys aren't they're, they're not physical through the route so so yeah it's like jerry judy right jerry judy yay separate you know well you can separate you know we're all excited and you know we all love separation but i think sometimes um you know you can't separate all the time i mean when, you, when you're you're playing high level NFL players, you're not just gonna do them up. You're not doing up everybody. Even Stefan Diggs, just drop my phone on the floor. Even Stefan Diggs doesn't do up everybody every single play. You know, he's he's gotta make a contested catch sometimes. He's gotta be physical at the catch point. He's gotta fight through the press to create separation late. That's what Jamar Chase does so well. Like Jamar Chase is not, you know, everybody tell you they all knocked him coming out because he wasn't a great route runner, right? He's not, oh, he's not, he's, he's not, because he's not Jerry Judy. He does, oh, he doesn't wiggle and there's not the shakings. People aren't falling, but he's the most physical guy through press. He's going to be physical through the route and he's got enough wiggle to get open against, yeah. against off coverage. So 
it's it's. I, I, I also don't think like with like with Chase. Is it that he doesn't have wiggle, or is it like that he's not constantly trying to like kill people with his route running? Like it's he doesn't have to like always be like rocker step and all this stuff. Like no, he can just literally two step and fight through press and just win vertical, right? So I, I think that a lot of times when you see these guys, I'm like, oh, he's a sick route runner. He's like, no, he just shakes a lot, you know, like, and that's what people think, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, triple stepping at the top of your route is equals, oh, you're a great route runner because you did a triple step at the top of your route. Like, no, that doesn't, that's not necessarily what that means. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. that's like an example, right? But mm-hmm. um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are a great route runner, right? Like. The great route runners are the guys like they have a million different things that they can do and they're getting ready and they're going to do it according to what you are giving them as a defender. Right. That's what the great route runners are. So they might not have to get into all these crazy routes to win in a certain game because of how the what the looks that they're getting. You don't have to sit there and constantly try to do people on the routes. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that gets over. I think overanalyzed because all we can see like all like the casual fancies is the foot fires and the jab steps, you know what I'm saying? And the head and the head fakes, you know, the nods and then they go somewhere, you know, like, and they go, Oh, he's a sick route runner or something like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's deeper than that. Basically. It's a lot deeper than that. And and that's what, you know, they miss on Jamar chase or, I mean, I mean, the NFL didn't obviously. Right. People yeah. online yeah. who were critiquing his route running skills is like, yeah, but he he doesn't need to do that, <laughs> you know. Like, he, yes, he went exactly. into other ways, and that's why I, I like Drake London. I mean, I think Drake London has a little bit of crossover route running in his in his repertoire too, because I feel like he moves like a, a big shooting guard. So for that size, and he has that ability, so that's why I really I'm really high on him. But it's it's he's not like the ultimate route runner either. But yeah, he, he also when he's double teamed and the ball's coming to him, he's like I'm catching it. So and he's yes. gonna he come like he comes back to the football. Like you you don't how many guys coming at, out of college? Like Jamar Chase does too. Jamar Chase is a great yes. job coming back to football. And how many guys come back to the football? And that's what Drake Drake London does so well. He makes you know, right. They come back to the football, and that's a big thing. And that's route running too. You could run the best route in the world, but you know you, you guys shaking, and you know your quarterback has a weak arm, <laughs> and you're sitting there. <laughs> right, <him>. right. Both. <laughs> you run a sick route, and then the wind carries it. Okay, Did, are you going to adjust? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so after all of those critiques that you had for Garrett Wilson, yeah, okay, would you still be okay with the Raiders taking him at twenty-two because you yeah, think I, I would. that the dominant possibility is there? Possibilities dominance, and there there be some guys in the NFL. He's going to shake, especially against off. I mean, yeah, you face a lot of press in the NFL, but I mean, you're not going to face press every single down. So you could make mix them up, get on some sluggos, get some off coverage teams, get some zone coverage teams that want to play like their little man match coverages and play off, uh, not play press. Get him on some sluggos, get him on some good route running where he can set him up and he could be effective. And I think he could be a good red zone guy early on if you can set him up really well but it the, the the real guy that we haven't talked about at all that you know I, I know we're talking about the first round but i think the plug and play guy for this there's two plug and play guys there's J- jameson williams is a plug and play guy too because they all already ran this offense he's okay that's true good point plug and play him he's gonna figure it out he knows the language he knows the verbiage blah 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 he probably could teach some of the players the verbiage same with john mechie those two guys that those are first rounders no, they're not. They're not. Well, James Williams has an injury. They both. They both did. They both tore their. They both. Oh, they both. Oh, they both did. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mechie was limping, limping a little bit when he during his interviews at the combine. So he, I could. He's, yeah, he's Mechie's really, was the recent one, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they both were, bro. They were both really recent. So um, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go. But those two, both those guys are plug and play. Because uh, wasn't Jameson Williams supposed to be like, like freak fast? Oh yes, he is freaky fast. Yeah, that sucks for him. He, he he just has he has one release. He's a speed release. He just no other releases. So that's why Elon area shut him down. It's like okay, See, one those players, those type of players to me, that's a second round player. That's yeah. a third round. That's a day two guy. Like yeah, incredible athlete, limited, 
Like, it's not like they got it all. They do one thing really, really well. That's the second big guy for me. All right. So I think we canceled out a lot of options here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, so if we do wide receiver, you're good with Gary Wilson. Obviously, you'd be good maybe with uh, Drake London. Burks seems like we're questioning maybe how prepared he was. I'd still be good with Burks. Okay. The clip of Burks catching the back shoulder fade, then reversing field, and then taking an angle out, outrunning like five uh, Alabama defenders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he does not run four, five, nine. I'm sorry. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. There's no way you can run four, six and outrun five Alabama defenders. Se- secondary. There's no way. Okay. He's way faster than that. Um, dominant athlete. If Traylon Burks falls because of, of a questionable 40, like that's the closest guy to Jamar Chase. You know, the only reason that we're not even talking, people aren't talking about him is because the, the combine sure. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, but like, I mean, his pro day's tomorrow. Day. He, he can fix yeah. it. Let's see him fix it. Let's see him fix it for sure. Hopefully he doesn't because for me, that's a dominant guy outside the numbers. Uh, Traylon Burks, you know. But I, I guess there's a couple good wide receiver options. We'll see what happens there. All right. Um, is there is there any other questions? No, that's it. That's it for me, man. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I do want to talk. I do want to say this because I, I like. I, was like, I know y'all heads might as well, but why not start trading picks for known players? We're not good at drafting. Well, <laughs> Calvin has a point there. Calvin has a point. <laughs> I mean, that's good. I mean, who who we trade for right now? What players available? For, for first rounds that you could trade for that would make a huge impact that's available. I mean, for first rounds, you know, that that loosens it up a little bit, you know, in terms of people wanting to hold on. Yeah, obviously, we're not talking about, like, one of the top 20 players in the NFL, you know. But I don't know. I mean, there, I mean, besides Russell Wilson, there hasn't been a surprise trade. I guess, we, I mean, we haven't we didn't talk about that. I guess we're just, if the rate if the Raiders need to trade uh, a second to get James Bradbury, yeah, yeah, yeah that's worth the second. Yeah, that's worth the second. Yeah, trade it, trade a third for Brandon Cooks. Okay, there you go. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. <laughs> Imagine drafting a third wide receiver like that's Brandon Cooks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, the, the, and at least drafting. Brandon Cooks knows the the scheme. Like you don't have to teach him anything, so yeah, it's yeah. uh yeah okay, I like that yeah. But uh, first round, it's tough. It's tough oh, for uh, a GM DK Metcalf, to trade his first guess. round. DK Metcalf, I guess I see that in the chat. DK Metcalf, you give a first round pick up for. I give up twenty two for DK Metcalf. Yeah, why not? Why not? I wouldn't cry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually be excited. I'd be like, yeah, we got. DK. Hey, 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 hey! I'd be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first for DK, a second for Bradbury, a third for Brandon Cooks. Let's go. Oh, we're done. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's <laughs> draft, draft over. Here. Yeah, right. I like that. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> right here. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, uh, what else we got? I forgot. I, I forgot everything. Follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL, uh, at BD Williams 18. Um, uh, manscape.com, I think. Are we still doing Manscape? I don't yeah, know. Hit up Manscape. Yeah, hit up Manscape. We don't know. Sure, Manscaped. whatever. Sure. <laughs> Buy something if you want. TDL might work. Uh, DK Metcalf, he probably is the number one receiver on this team because we just throw deep to him. He just runs. And that's yeah, all we need. There you go. Anyways, that's all we need. All right, guys. Peace. Right. Peace, y'all.